0: Church, what's up, New Beginnings? Yeah. Hey! Are you ready? Are you, hey. ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready?
1: ready? ready. Yes! Ah, let's do this! What's let's, let's do this! It is so Amen. good to see you here tonight in the house of the <laughs> Lord. We're going to have a good time tonight. Amen? Amen. We're going to just worship the God Almighty. We're going to see some cute kids. We're going to have some good worship. This is what we're doing, and it's good that you are here with us. That's
0: right, and we want to welcome as those also. Well, uh, welcome. Let, hold on, let me do Whoa, my oh, re- re- remix. I want to welcome those watching from home as well. We have such a huge audience right now, uh, watching from home. Your aunts, your uncles, your cousins that couldn't make it. We want to welcome them into this place as well. Uh, Roxy has already said it. Or we got the the little guys coming. Matter of fact. Mm-hmm. we should be seeing them come through here any second now sister jessica and her team can you give it up for miss jessica ramirez and her team Woo! they're just
1: that's right love them
0: kids man they've been putting in some hard work you know church we have some um an amazing amazing uh program for you this evening uh we hope that it ministers to your hearts
1: come Amen. on let's welcome them in, man. welcome them in aren't they so cute
0: we and hope have are working hard. We hope that tonight truly ministers to your heart It's going to be an amazing time of hearing true hope the words of hope that you and I come to come to love and come to know all so well.
1: Some new ways of experiencing peace, joy and the holiday Man. Christmas season. Amen This Christmas season is going to be look, an amazing. These grandparents time. just can't help themselves. That's How right. many grandparents are here just for the grandkids <laughs> Yes yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's got to be the grandparents all the time. They got to be the loudest. The parents are like, ay, Dios mio, did we forget? We forgot the shoes. He's wearing the wrong pants. And the grandparents, they don't the care. Kids. They're like, mira, that's my grandchild. That's what's happening.
0: Hey, do you it's guys mira. see your mom? You guys wave to your parents hey. out there. Wave to them out there the now. Guy. Yeah. Can you guys yeah, know where they're seated? more. Yeah. Is
1: some more coming. I think they're going to push right. us off the seat. Does this line here. ever end? Oh, there's so many trees.
0: So, so many, many trees,
1: trees. <laughs> This is how we fight climate warming right here.
0: We you know church want so I want to just lay some ground rules before uh, we get started. Um, there are none really. If you guys want to come and take pictures, please feel free to take pictures. you want to stand and you want to celebrate tonight we encourage you to truly just let it go and enjoy, enjoy. the time enjoy, tonight. Enjoy, enjoy. you're going to worship with the children you're going to worship with the worship team. I mean, this is just going to be an amazing time tonight. You know,
1: I think we need to get out of the way.
0: I think so. I These think kids, they're where ready to people go. Think, think,
1: <laughs> we're, people's like, I don't want them doing my picture. What are they doing I there know. in the middle? All
0: right. right. I don't know. Are we about ready, guys?
1: on Yeah, the almost. kids? I think Ooh, they're ready. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Miss Perfectionist, where's she at? Miss Tammy back there. Tammy. There. Tammy's lining up by square. Yeah, she's end, by, working hard. By centimeter. Which tallest the shortest there? I love these guys. I They're know. about to do it up. Hey, guys, can we give it up one more time for NB Kids and their team? Here they go. They're going to minister to us a of
2: Any of you just love the baby stage? That's If your parents and grandparents in here, we just love to, to hold our babies close. It's awesome to be able to spend time and just, just hold them close to us. Now, I think we're like that with Christmas. As believers, we're stuck in the baby stage. We park at the major, manger at Christmas. And we put our focus there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to to discredit that that time, that critical time to spend time with, with our babies and spend time on them. It's worth stopping to enjoy the mystery and the wonder of Jesus' birth, of Christ's birth. It's worth that. But there's so much more. There's so much more to focus on than just that piece of it. Now, when I think about the advent of Christ, I can't help I can't help but think about being free of being set free, and not by a baby, but by a man. My story was one of total darkness. You may have heard of it. To put it mildly, I wasn't treated kindly by men or by spirits. In fact, I was so spirit-filled that no one would help me. Well, no one could help me. No priest, no doctor, no, no prophet. I was alone. In fact, my family had to put me in chains to be able to keep me from harming myself. You may not know this. You may not notice about my family, but my family was very wealthy. There was a time where we could buy anything we wanted, but we couldn't find we couldn't buy that freedom from my darkness. We couldn't buy that freedom for me. It was shameful for all of us. It was terrifying for everyone. But most of all for me. <sighs> would I ever return to who I was? Would I what was what was being said of me? What would what, <sighs> what about my family? What was happening to my body, to my soul? And then I met Jesus. I met Jesus. And he freed me, and Jesus freed me. I was freed. One by one, demon after demon came out of my body, and I was entirely, completely freed. I now could follow Jesus in the way I wanted. I could walk with the Messiah. I could serve him. I could serve the Messiah. Now, Christmas for me, my first Christmas, was when I was freed. It was when I was freed from those chains that I didn't need. As a reminder, Jesus came not to, not to just come as a baby, but to free all men and all women, to take us from that darkness, to free us from our darkest fears. Today, we celebrate Christmas, and I have hope. I have hope for all our hopes are realized when Jesus Christ comes, when he comes and he sets all of us free. I pray that this Christmas season, This Christmas season and every season of your life, you carry that hope. Amen.
3: When you look at me, you probably don't see a man who was run down and trampled by horses. And if you do, you probably see your eye doctor. You probably can't tell either that I was someone who was worried a lot. The horse thing and the anxiety are connected, by the way. Maybe you've heard the song that goes, Do not fret, it only leads to evil. I can tell you it's true. My life, until I met Jesus was one long and tiring fret. I was like Samson, chained to the millstone, turning that stone around over and over, grinding gray. But unlike Samson, my chains were resentment and anger. I, but unlike Samson, I wasn't strong. I was even weaker than weak Samson, you know, after he was tricked by Delilah cutting off all his hair. I guess you could say that I was paralyzed in mind and body because this thinking was leading to nowhere, and I was stuck. But who wants to um, criticize a cripple? Am I right? When I share my despair with my friends and family, no one can blame me. They would agree, all that potential, all that life, stuck, trapped there, in bed. What they do, add insult to injury, and say, smile, it's, it'll get better. I wasn't anything special before my accident. I mean, I went to the synagogue on the weekends. I went to work during the week, mostly on time. I made the occasional sacrifices, a turtle of here and there, a goat to atone for my sins. But I wouldn't say I was call myself religious. I was just full of life. But that zest, full life, ended that day. I was just trampled down by the Roman soldiers going to go tr- will, a fight down the road. You see, we were in the Holy City, there for a festival with all my friends and family, full of life, full of zest, just having fun. After my accidents, they would say, oh, there's a Hebrew of Hebrews standing up to the Roman guards, and that was the last stand I ever took, and my bitterness and anger, they went unchecked until that one day I met Jesus. At Ketchum's time, we tend to use the words like hope, peace, joy, but we never fully understand them. We really never really get behind them. After my accident, I was standing on the other side of those. Despair, anger about what happened to me. I, had no, I was telling myself, there's no reason to hope. There's no reason for joy anymore. I'm never going to have any more joy in my life. Until the advent of Jesus in my life, I, li- I lived on that side. Then one day, my friends cut a hole in the roof, dropped me down right in front of Jesus. And boy, you should have seen his face. He was supper. And then he looked to my friends, and he saw how they looked to him for hope to heal me. And Jesus said to me, to my surprise, Friend, my friend, your sins are forgiven. Now I didn't know what to expect. I expected, imagine a thousand times in my mind, that he'd raise his hand, do something grand, maybe a wave a wand or something, anything. He did what no one else would do. He told me I was full of sin. Not just of mind, but of a or not just of body, but of mind as well. That moment he told me that my sins were forgiven. I felt freer than I ever felt before. And you guys know the rest of the story. Picked up my sleeping bag, just walked right out of there, full of new life full of new hope for the future. It's kind of a a perfect Christmas story. Suddenly, there was Jesus in the midst of humanity after all those dark days of despair. Just as surprising as a grown man as he was as a child, Emmanuel, God amongst us. And the force of the collision as the truth of who God is, it impacts the human heart more violently, more powerful than getting trampled on by a bunch of horses. With a single word, Jesus can set you free from your sin and despair into what can be described as true joy. I'm no elegant or sophisticated man that deserved God's grace but he offered me and gave me his grace anyway. God's grace changed me forever. And I hope your encounter with Jesus' grace in a way changes you this Advent season.
4: And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Where does the creator of the universe send his son? Where does the prince of peace make his entrance? A barn, a stable, a a manger of all places. Certainly no place fit for a king. But then again... This was no ordinary king. The Savior is born in a stable. So there are animals and uh, animal stuff, manure, mud, a pitiful place for a human, much less the king of kings. So why? Why would he do that? Because the shepherd was coming to care for his sheep, to make a way for his sheep. And and that's what shepherds do. They live where the sheep are, they eat where they eat, and they sleep where they sleep. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. You ever thought about that sign? Sign for what? Maybe it is a sign that Jesus is accessible to everyone. Maybe it's a sign that the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills can relate to a homeless person. That God will have nothing to do with the social status of mankind. Either way, it's a sign for all of us to go and do likewise. You see, later, Paul would write these words that you should have the same attitude as Jesus Christ, who being in the nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he humbled himself, he made himself nothing, becoming a servant, coming in human likeness. The creator who had been served since before the dawn of time, stepped out of heaven to become a servant who does that the god who's laid in a manger a messy feeding trough yeah why such a messy place because he came to save messy people so that first christmas was dirty grimy filthy <laughs> it was messy thank God it was, because without it, what a mess we'd be in.
5: Inside me, like starlight, it guides me closer to him.
0: Thank you, kids. In our church tonight, as we continue to worship His holy name, lift up our hearts in song tonight. So if you know these songs, or I know the lyrics are up here for us, but I want you to sing these from the depth of your heart as they speak the gospel truth to us. Amen. welcome our friend Tamara as our guest tonight. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Let's sing this out together.
6: have you ever been sick? That's a silly question. Of course you have been. You're human. You're in a body. And in this world with all its troubles and viruses and diseases, most of us, thank God, live a pretty healthy life. We go about our days, and we don't even think about it. But the moment we fall ill, maybe throw out our back, Getting up in the morning, break a bone. All you can think about is the discomfort and the pain and your limitations. And then you're suddenly aware of the gift of good health, but when it's gone, and you kick yourself for not being more aware or grateful for your health. And then you realize you lived a miracle of happiness until that day, that darkness, that sickness settles in. But have you ever been sick for a year? For five years? Or a decade? It almost destroyed me. Financially, I bled my family dry. And then to add insult to injury, it wasn't even good care that I got. We spent all we had on doctors. But how can you get good medical attention when the doctors are even afraid to touch you? And then the mind starts playing games on you. Is this my new normal? Did I do something wrong? what if this sickness never goes away? Did I do something to deserve this? And then the most terrifying question comes. Is God punishing me? Did I do something to displease him? It's that question, that terrible, honest question that i lived with for a better part of a decade. And believe me, I wasn't just kicking myself. The law, the law told me I was unclean. Moses wrote about it. He said, when the women's discharge bleeds for many days, she's unclean during that time. Anybody she touches, a bed she lies in, something she sits on, Anyone that she touches or touches her, they are unclean. And they must wash themselves from head to toe and then isolate until evening. Imagine not being able to hold your spouse's hand, to greet a friend, or to touch the face of the child that you love. And if your child touches you, mommy, or your spouse, they forget and they just want to hold your hand. Or your friend sees you in the streets and they want to sit down and talk with you. No, they'll be unclean. I couldn't buy food in the markets. I couldn't prepare a dish for my family. I couldn't sit at the table with them. If I did... It was tainted. My life, my very presence, was a burden to everybody I knew. It was terrible. It was just a terrible reminder of sin. For 12 years, then Jesus came into the world, into my world, my street, I heard of him, his humble birth, the miracles he performed, the blind could see, the deaf could hear, the lame could walk, demons cast out into the abyss at his very command. I heard he taught with authority and he loved the children, those beautiful children, he was born of a virgin in a manger. He shamed the wisdom and the words of the very Pharisees with his simple yet powerful words. He was the Messiah, He was God. And I sat in awe alone in the dark, hidden from the world in my wretchedness. And then he walked down my street. (sighs) Christmas for so many has become this beautiful but strange celebration that's often so overlooked, the simple and shocking human story of Jesus' advent into this world. There we were, humanity, alone, lost, without hope and desperate, forgotten, Powerless, couldn't help ourselves, but in so need of help, unclean and unable to make ourselves clean, so in need of God's touch. And there he was among us. I reached out my hand. I just wanted to touch the hem of his garment. In that single moment I've reached out in faith and touched. And I was clean. I was healed. Jesus healed me. I was so afraid to be in that crowd. I brushed up against anybody or touched them. Or what if I touched Jesus? They'd be unclean. But in the midst of that crowd within reach, I broke the law was set free from all the impossible demands. My uncleanness was erased right there for all to see my first Christmas. My first Christmas was when Jesus walked on that street and entered my circumstance. He transformed my darkness and pain in just a moment He brought all hope to my life. Brothers and sisters, Jesus came into the world to help you in your pain, to help you in your circumstances, in your helplessness. This Christmas, this beautiful Christmas, see that he's present in your life and body to bring you hope during this season.
1: words amen all of our speakers here tonight have come out with some powerful stories of how god has given them freedom in new and unique ways we read these amen. we read these stories all the time in the bible and yet because we're so familiar sometimes with them we don't connect them to christmas and the gift that he brought to us here
0: amen. that's what a, what's amazing what an amazing time you know watching uh, the last um Biblical uh, encounter uh, with our sis that was up here uh, brought so much into reality i mean i don 't know about those that are that are in here or watching from home, but um, definitely i mean we 're talking uh, Mary Magdalene, you know uh, some of you might be that person tonight that was uh, let down from the roof tonight. maybe your friend brought you tonight and and, and this that front door was the roof. You know, and um, I hope that the Lord works in that way because he reminded me of his goodness and of his faithfulness. uh, Watching our sis here um, recount that biblical time where she just had that faith to touch the hem of his garment. And some of us need that reminder for sure
1: to go out to take that step. You know, the Bible says, seek, ask, knock. Hmm. And sometimes what we need to do is just to remember That what God is looking for us to do is to take that step Mm. of faith. Seek, ask, knock. I can tell you, I can tell you this. You know, I grew up in the church my whole life. I can quote scripture (laughs) forward and backwards. I always had a place in the church. But my first Christmas, my first gift, when I really could celebrate Jesus Christ was when I stopped becoming someone who just went to church, and I became someone who had a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Those are all two beautiful reminders. Uh, uh, you know, when, when uh, our readers were talking about their uh, their encounters of their first Christmas, it reminded us, you know, we were having right. that conversation, Roxy, and my first Christmas, and I hope you're thinking about your first Christmas, and or maybe you haven't, experience that, I'm not talking about a December 25th, because the world has a December 25th. Right? They don't have a Christmas. That's right. Right, maybe they need a Christmas, and it reminded me of my first Christmas, when the Lord delivered me from, uh, I didn't have that background that a lot of people have, where there was addiction, and those kind of things, right, Uh, thankful for that, but the Lord definitely delivered me from another type of addiction, it was anger, and hostility and quarrelsome the bible speaks very clearly on that and when he delivered me from that and restored my marriage and brought joy and happiness these things that we've been talking about tonight you know joy and peace and and happiness and love Love freedom freedom i mean these things when he restored that in my life i that was my first christmas um thankfully that was about 16 years ago, I'm so glad. where I completely surrendered myself to the Lord. Yeah. and give him praise. My church isn't—it's been just an amazing time tonight so far. It's been really great. Yeah, I, I don't want to come up here and you know and make everybody cry, and but I want you to reflect for sure. I want you to reflect. Hey, what, uh, Ernesto, my dude? Uh, if you open that door right behind you, my brother, I I want the kids to come out. Can we use Can another we, one by the kids? I mean, right? <laughs>
1: You know what's awesome about the Thank
0: kids? Thank you, Ernesto. And you know, they bring such purity That's right. That's to the message.
1: That's what I was going to say. They
0: bring so much purity. in this next song, That this next number that the kids are going to uh, lead us in, right? Because here's what I want you to understand. I don't want you to think of this as a performance, nope. right? I want you, these kids are t- t- today's church, tomorrow's leaders, and they're going to, lead us in these beautiful truth right uh, this this next song is titled the promise of christmas right when and, and so i i want us to remember what we should do for christmas and, and how we should you, truly think of it and
1: when you see these children up here the one thing that i know is that god says that we should believe the way children
0: believe amen
1: wholeheartedly they don't question they believe 100 percent, and that my friends, is what you should take away when you see the joy and the belief in their faces, aside from seeing them worship the Lord I God Almighty. I think we're Almighty, in their way, Roxie. I think so, too. They're pushing us off They're the pushing stage. Up
0: the, there's no steps over here, man. man, but exit would you right, take exit from left. Them the
1: belief? I think we're done.
0: Welcome them. We welcome I hope they minister to you the way they've been ministering to me tonight. Hey.
7: What a phenomenal, phenomenal job these kids have done. Thank you, Miss Jessica and all of your team. Kiddos, great job. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wave to your mama and daddy and your grandma and grandpa and your aunties and uncles. I want to remind everyone that um, we're having a Christmas Eve service on the 24th. That's Sunday, and it's going to be our regular hours at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And um, these kids have worked really hard. We're so, so proud of you kids. You all look lovely, and it has just been a joy to see them minister. You know, Christmas is an amazing time, and it's a glorious time, and God's gift uh, to us is just amazing. And I want to talk about God's Christmas gift to you, to each one of you. And it's just been said throughout this whole time. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 20, it says, We know that the Son of God has come, and he has given us understanding so that we might know the true God that we might really know that and know him. And he says, and now we live in fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, and he is the only true God and he is the eternal life. So, Lord, I just pray that, Lord, right now, we can experience the gift of God that you've given us. For those of us that have already received it, that we might renew our commitment to you. And those of us that have never received it, that tonight would be their night. I pray in Christ's name, amen. You know, in John 10, 10, he said that the thief had come to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came to give you life and give you life in abundance. And you know what? We've got to understand that, that when you come to Christ, amazing things take place. In these monologues, it was an overwhelming theme. Not only was there brokenness and was there emptiness and was there sickness, but there was that loneliness of being isolated because of your situation. Have you ever been isolated because of your situation? Have you been perhaps like the the woman that had seven demons in her and, and you've been demonized and you don't even know why you do what you do? You're just kind of crazy sometimes. And you're like, man, what's wrong with me? I don't know why I do this, and you're just messed up, and you do some dumb things. you just go around gossiping and creating all kinds of craziness in the family. The family doesn't even want you around. They're like, "Oh no, here comes a mitotera. Here she comes to mess everything up, and, and, and you just feel broken and you're like, "Man I'm all alone." Or you feel like that man that was paralyzed and, and because of life's decisions, it's paralyzed. You can't even seem to function. You can't even seem to move. But thank you, Jesus, for four friends that carried this man from however far away he lived. They didn't have a vehicle. Can you imagine, man, you're paralyzed, and you're just going, hey, homies, don't drop me. Please don't drop me. And then they get there, and we can't even get in. Okay. Hey, man, let's go up on the roof, and we'll lower him down. Man, I, I I don't know if I, and they do that. I don't know about you guys, man. That dude on that mat had to be freaking out. But his friends loved him so much. You see, when you come to Christ, you lose your loneliness. You're no longer lonely. The word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never abandon you. He's not going to leave you out there. I love what it says in Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah says in chapter 40, verse 10, he says, don't be afraid. I am with you. Don't be discouraged. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you and hold you up with my victorious right hand. God will hold you up. He's the one lifting you up on the roof. He's the one lowering you in the presence of Christ. He's the one carrying you. He's the one ministering to you. He's the one coming to you. He's the one saying, I'm going to help you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to minister to you. Some of you can't even sleep at night because of all the pain you bear. Some of it's a physical pain. Some of it's a psychological pain. Some of it's guilt that you have because of the things that you've done or you've allowed to be done to you or around you, and you just feel horrible, and you can't even sleep. And in the book of Psalms, it says in verse four, chapter 4, verse 8, it says, in peace, I will lie down and sleep. This ought to be your sleeping pill every night. Man, in peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O oh Lord, will keep me safe. God will be there with you. He's there for you. You're not going to have to deal with that loneliness anymore, that feeling of everyone's pushing you away, like that woman with the blood issue. She was unclean. They labeled her They labeled her life. How many of you have been labeled in life by people? They call you by your sin and you're not even there anymore. They call you by your past life and you're not even there anymore. They call you by what you once were instead of who you are. And God is saying, I'll renew you. I'll make you new again. In Psalm 16, verse 11, he says, You will show me the way of life granting me the joy of your presence. Man, the presence of God in our life, to have him walk with us and talk with us and share with us and and be with us so that we don't have to be alone anymore, and he will draw people to us. He'll bring new friends. He'll bring new family. He'll bring people around you that do amazing things. No, I'm telling you, you won't be lonely anymore but he also gives you a second chance. Aren't you glad for second chances? Aren't you glad that God gives us second chances? I hate to admit this. He's had to give me more than second chances. I quit counting because i messed up so much. Have any of you been there too? That you're like, oh, the Lord's probably going to say, that's enough. You already passed your limit. You passed your quota. no. He says, you know what? Come unto me. Come unto me, all of you who are heavy laden. That means come unto me, all of you who are exhausted. Those of you that are so messed up, like that video said, man, he came to be born in a manger. He came to be born in the slop of life because we are there. That's where he found us. in all that muck and all that garbage. And he reached down and he pulled us out and he said, let me clean you up. Let me make you new. That's why it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any man be in Christ, if any woman be in Christ, you're a new creation. Behold, all things are passed away. All things have been made new. Aren't you glad he gives us a new beginning? That's why the name of our church is New Beginnings because you know what? This is where you can find a new beginning. And you know what? You can walk with God and you can walk with people that don't judge you. They help you up. They lift you up. They pick you up on your mat and they lower you in the presence of God and they go, we're gonna help you out because you get a second chance. You get more than a second chance around here because Jesus Christ is here. And if this is your first time here... I want you to know this is a no-judgment zone. We don't judge you here. You see, we're already messed up enough. I don't need anyone telling me that. Hey, man, do you know how messed up you are? Yeah, I do. You know, you don't have to tell me. Are, Are you with me? We already know that. We're here to tell you the way out. We're here to tell you like that woman with the seven demons. There's hope for you. We're here to tell you, like, that, that dude that been on that mat paralyzed. Some of you all are paralyzed with your life, and there was a second chance. We're like that woman with a bl- blood issue. Can you imagine having to go around all the time, unclean, unclean, unclean? Can you imagine walking into a room, I messed up, I messed up, I messed up. Stay away from me because I'm all messed up. Oh, my gosh, wouldn't that be horrible? But You know what? He gives you a new identity. When you come to Christ, he lets you know who you are. You find out who you are. You find out you're a child of God. You find out who you are. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, it says he identified you as his own. So now you walk around going, I'm a child of God. I've been adopted into the family. Jesus Christ is my big brother. So you want to mess with me? Just deal with my big brother. Jesus, please take care of him for me. Vengeance is his, says the Lord. He goes, I'll take care of you. I got your back. I'll take care of you. You don't have to worry about it. Because you know what? You're my brother. You're my sister. You're co-heirs with Christ. We have an inheritance with him. We have the presence of God in our life, all because of his goodness and his mercy. But some people don't have that. They still walk around in that brokenness. They still walk around in that old identity. They walk around unclean. They walk around not knowing that there's a chance for them to recover from the past, to recover from whatever had you bound, whatever messed you up, whatever took you into places you never wanted to go, in the book of Proverbs 16 verse 4, it says, "The Lord has made everything for His purpose." In Colossians 3:11, it says, "This is new life. It says that Christ is all that matters. He lives in all of us. <clears throat> when we come to know Him, He lives in us. He doesn't allow us to stray away. The Holy Spirit goes, "Hey, hey, hey, where are you going? Where are you going?" Uh-uh, get over here. Haven't you ever taken care of kids? And you're going stay near me, and all of a sudden they start wandering off. We're no different. And whether where are they? They're getting away. And you go, get over here. And psh, sometimes they take off. Doesn't that look like us? Man, we're just like kids. See, we think we hide out real good. And your wife's going, babe, what are you doing? And your husband goes, hun, what are you doing? And your parents go, kids, what are you doing? And what do we always, always say? Nothing. And then we're all messed up. Hey, babe, I got pulled over. I'm in trouble. I got pulled over. My grandson called me last night. After midnight. He lives in Texas. He goes, Grandpa. Grandpa. I got pulled over by the police. I go, Oh Lord, what'd you do, mijo? Because my mom was with me. I go, Oh, what did the both of you do? (laughs) Like, this is not good, man. And he goes, My tag was expired. I go, You just ordered them. He goes, Yeah, but we haven't put it on the car yet. Procrastination. Thank God no one in here is like that, okay? Some of you are going, Oh, the tag. It's on the table. Put it on the car. So the cop goes, well, your insurance is current. Your license is current. Your registration is current. The tag's not on the car. What's going on? We haven't put it on yet. He goes, look, I'm not even going to give you a warning. You seem like you're a good kid. What high school do you go to? He goes, Del Valle. And the cop goes, I graduated from Del Valle. He goes, oh, that's cool. All of a sudden he goes, officer, Thank you for giving me a break. But first the cop pulls him over and he says, "Do you know why I pulled you over? He says, no, sir. Did you already forget? <laughs> like, Don't say that to a cop. What's wrong with you? I go, where did you learn that craziness? He goes, from you, grandpa. I go, no. <laughs> Hear me. We find out who we are. So I tells the cop, since this is the first time I ever get pulled over, And I didn't get in trouble. Can I take a picture with you? I'm like, really? So the cop says, sure. So my daughter takes a picture. My grandson's holding his license, all happy. The cop's in the window looking in. I'm like, that's us. We're lost in our sin that we even brag about it. What's wrong with us? No, he... He gives us a second chance, and he forgives us, and then he identifies us, and he says, this is who you are. You're a child of God. You're not unclean. She was unclean and touched Jesus, someone clean, and she didn't get him dirty. He got her clean. That's what happens when you touch Jesus. That's what happens when you hold on to him because you gain strength to keep you going. You know what? I don't know why Jesus didn't heal everybody, and I don't know why He still doesn't. There's times that we've battled, right? For nine years, I was battling with skin cancer, and man, it's it's. And this last time that I went to the doctor, he goes, Pastor Mansfield. I go, yes, sir. He goes, I got good news. You don't have any cancer. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And I'm like, I don't know why it took him nine years. I don't know why it took that woman 12. Going through that agony. Some of you have been going through chronic pain. You've been going through brokenness. You go from relationship to relationship, and you're like, will anything ever change? God is saying yes. He goes, be strong through the grace of God that he gives you through Christ Jesus. He wants us to be strong. He wants us to be lifted up. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, he says, when you go through deep waters and great trouble, some of you are there right now, aren't you? The water's already, and you're on your tiptoes, and it's hitting the bottom of your nose, and it's already covered your mouth, and you're like, God, come on, Lord, please. You're going through deep waters in great trouble. He goes, I will be with you. And he says, when you go through rivers of difficulty, I'm telling you, the Rio Grande is not that big of a river. It's a very long river, but it's not that big. If you've ever seen like the Mississippi River or the Missouri River, those are—they have ships that go down it. I mean barges. That's crazy. This is a long river. They should have called it Rio Largo because it's real long. It starts in Colorado, ends at the very tip of Texas. But man, there's people that drown in the river all the time because of the undercurrents. And once you get in that water. Man, you think, I can handle this. See, some of you are in the water right now, and you think, I can handle this, but the water is difficult, and you're in the rivers of difficulty. You will not drown. He's a lifesaver. And when you walk through the fire of oppression, man, some of you are fires every place. It's closing in on you. He goes, you will not be burned up, but you got to be his. These are the gifts he's offering you. These are the gifts he's giving you. And if you've never, ever received Christ, some of you are here for the very first time in our building. You've really never heard a message of salvation. I remember in the church I grew up in, they taught me how to love God. Oh, how I loved God. But I didn't know him. When I came to know him, oh my goodness gracious, my whole life was transformed. I wasn't lonely anymore. I wasn't alone, going through life alone. I had Jesus to help me. He gave me the second chance and I found out who I was. Child of God. No longer a sinner, but now I was one of his saints. I was called by his name. You know what? Every day he gives me the strength to make it through. If you have never surrendered your life to Jesus and you want to do that tonight, just raise your hand say, you know what, Pastor, that's me. You've been talking to me tonight. Is there anyone here tonight that that's where you are? Because if you are, There's some material I'd love to give you to help you in your walk with Christ. Grow and be strong. Is there anyone here tonight? That way I know where to give that. You can meet with me after service right over here. Amen. You can meet with me right after service. I'll be at the bottom of that step under that TV and you can meet with me. But you know what? For every one of us here tonight, I want to remind you, you don't have to go through this alone. Quit fighting God. Those of us that have surrendered our life to Christ, we're still still battling. We, We want to control it. Remember, he's giving you another chance. In the words of the prophet George Lopez, don't mess it up again. But all kidding aside, I'm not kidding. He gives you another chance. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. We are so grateful for your love and support <clears throat> of all the children and all the people that took place part of this service. We hope you have an amazing Christmas. We're gonna have a Christmas Eve service. We're, we're gonna come in here Sunday morning the 24th Christmas Eve at 9 o'clock we're going to have worship, we're going to have communion we're going to have a candlelight service and it's going to be a glorious time again we love you Father thank you thank you for your love and grace thank you for all the things you do thank you for how you minister to us thank you for all that you've done Lord we love you and I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ Amen. Pastor Mike will be right out again. You know, church,
0: I don't know if... Um, thank you, Pastor, by the way, for such an amazing sport of hope. Before we, before we leave and take off, I, uh, I don't know if, if... I know Pastor extended um, the invitation to accept Christ, and I don't know if you made your way forward, and if you didn't, there's a connection card, but if the Lord continued to just touch you and he spoke to you, there's a connection card that is behind me. There's a QR code um, that's behind me, and maybe you maybe you have more questions. Maybe, maybe you have questions and, and want to do it that way and connect with us and say, I made a decision for Christ today, dot, 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 I think. And that's fine. That's completely fine. And if you made that decision, I want you to scan that QR code that's behind me and connect with us. And, um, you know, it, it, maybe maybe you don't have a home church. I don't know. That's right. Yeah.
1: Maybe you have just been out there looking for a place to call your your church family. Let me tell you that New Beginnings Church of God is a place where we reach up to Jesus Christ yeah. to make sure that we're connected with him. We reach out into our church to make sure that we are, each one of us, finding a way that we can grow with Jesus Christ. And then we reach out into our community to make sure that we are the light for a lost and dying world. If that sounds mm. like something you want to be a part of, I encourage you to come back on a Sunday. I encourage you to come back on a Wednesday. If you are not sure, you can still join us online and that's then right. come back on a Sunday and a Wednesday. That would Wednesday. be amazing,
0: yeah. Hey, and also, if if you're a first-time visitor with us and, and you say, hey, I want to connect anyway, that QR code that's behind me, you just scan that and... Connect with us and find out a little bit about more who we are. NBCBQ, you can find our our app on iOS or Android. And you can follow along with Sermonos or follow us on Spotify. Listen to our podcast. I mean, if you don't find us, it's because you don't want to. Uh, But we're everywhere, man. We won't take
1: it personally. (laughs) But if you don't find us, we encourage you to still find a church. Because what this night has been about... Is to make sure that you understand that Jesus Christ loves you and Amen. He is here to bring you hope, joy, and peace and That's love right. in the Christmas season. That's
0: right. Hey, can we celebrate our volunteers? Every person that was up here reading our monologue. All and our
8: kids.
0: Those kids. Those yeah, kids. yeah the kids, so cute. Pastor Richard and his message, and our worship team. Wor- you, Roxy. Thank you, Rox hey, Rox. Thank
1: you, Michael. Yeah.
0: Thank you, our audio team, just everybody who served our security and safety team. Thank you so very much, team.
1: And thank you guys for being here Amen. because we know that you are here to support family. We know that you're here to hear That's a message right. of love. And thank you guys so much for being here as well. Now now I know that they're they're trying.
0: I would I would be remiss, Rox. Yes. If Why? we did not
1: if we did not do what?
0: Dismiss what the most appropriate song. Ever.
1: Merry Christmas, Church.
0: We love you. You're dismissed in the name of Jesus. We love you.
8: (laughs) Thank you, Church.